Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast. I am Chad Millman from the Action Network. It is Wednesday, January 9th. Listen up, before we get to Scooch, I got to remind you guys, we are doing a live Super Bowl podcast on January 28th in Manhattan. Honest to God, we have people flying in from as far away as California to come see this. I've gotten emails like that, like saying, hey, I want to make sure I get in. I'm flying from California with two friends. Um, We have hundreds of people who have signed up for this already. Space is running out. Go to actionnetwork.com slash favorites. Go sign up. See me, see Blackjack Fletcher, see Jeff Schwartz, see Paula Duca. Maybe some surprise appearances from all of your podcast favorites. Scooch will be weighing in. Uh, It's going to be a blast. Come check it out. January 28th, 6 p.m. in New York, actionnetwork.com slash favorites. We are 36 hours removed from the college football national title game. We are in the middle of the wildcard divisional week. We have so much to talk about with my best friend in the world, a man I have known for 20 years, a man with a legendary laugh, the sense of humor that could diffuse any volatile situation. One of the most respected bookmakers in the history of the world, a likely first ballot Hall of Famer in the Sports Betting Hall of Fame. From the Orleans, representing all the Boyd Gaming books in the state of this world. Mr. Bob Scucci. My goodness, what, what an you, introduction. What do you think of that? <laughs> my, my intro gets longer and longer each time. Here's the thing. As you know, as you know, it's January 7th. We're a week into the year, and I feel good about what's happened so far. Like, I get up every day, and my life is about moving the needle, okay? Like, every year I make the same New Year's resolution. I want to live up to my potential. That's it. I feel like I have vast amounts of potential and I would like to live up to it. And every day I work towards that goal. I don't say that to be sarcastic. I am saying it earnestly. You know, I feel like if you're going to get a shot, take it and use all the talent you have, right? So you're with me, right? Yep. 100%. And I feel really good about how the year has gone so far. Action Network. As you know, that's where I work. <clears throat> Phenomenal first week. Like, I think we exceeded all the expectations we had for what we would do in the first week around college football and NFL playoffs. And, like, literally every day they're sending out these reports. Oh, my God, record-breaking. Oh, my God, record-breaking. And more people use the app today than ever before. More people were on our website today than ever before. Last night I'm watching, I'm watching like the real-time in Google Analytics, real-time users, concurrent users on the site, highest we've ever had, right? Like the editors and the writers are doing such a good job, and like everyone in the product team is like building momentum. Like we're adding things, and it's exciting. Feel great about that. like to move the needle. 
That's what my kids say. They always, they're like, Dad, you moved the needle today? And then like one year, this past year for my birthday, uh, my older son, Zach, he got me a package of needles. Said, Dad, I hope you move the needle every day. <laughs> that's great. He did that for me. Isn't that nice? Very thoughtful. So I'm yeah, feeling great. Yeah, like, I'm feeling fantastic. Like, our two guys, our two college football guys, Colin Wilson mm-hmm. and Stucky, like, they had been talking about Clemson since literally May. I just tweeted something out this morning uh, that was May 2018, Colin Wilson saying, I believe Clemson has solved its explosiveness issues with Trevor Lawrence. I am betting them to make the college football playoff and to win it all. Wow. And he did. That's pretty strong. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm feeling great. I have all these reasons to feel great. We're going to feast. We are going to fucking feast. During the rest of the NFL playoffs, I can feel it. I can feel the momentum. I can feel the audience coming our way. I'm super excited about wow. it. Um, can't me, wait to let go. Let me ask you real quick. How, how much of the uh, the repeal of PASPA do you think contributed to the success of the Action Network? I think it's everything. Um, yeah? I think, look, I joined Action Network before it was Action Network in September of seven, 2017. Uh, I officially signed with uh, Mike Kearns and the Churning Group and the three companies we were buying uh, and merging together, Sports Insights, uh, Fantasy Labs, and uh, the Sports Action app. We hadn't finished the paperwork yet, so like Action Network didn't exist until October 3rd of 2017. Everyone who joined Action Network was all in on this concept, not having any idea what was going to happen with PASPA, right? Because uh, in June of 2017... Um, they had decided to, the Supreme Court had decided to hear the New Jersey case. That happens to be like the moment when I decided I'm leaving ESPN and joining the Action Network. Like for the month before that, I had been talking to Kearns and Mike Kearns at the Churning Group and like been thinking about it, but I hadn't like sort of turned the corner. And then like I had had a meeting with Kearns and this guy, Brian Mead, who started Sports Action and this guy, Mark Kamal, and they ran through their entire business model and sort of what their plans were. And initially I looked at them and I'm like, dudes, this is brilliant. You kind of don't need me because you got it all mapped out. And they were very kind and solicitous and they're like, well, we think we'd like you to join anyways. And then, uh, then, then the Supreme Court decided they were hearing PASPA. Um, and I thought to myself, there's 66% chance it, it gets overturned. Like the gambling advances, right? So I'm like, it's going to be two thirds. Like either New Jersey's going to get it. They're going to repeal all of PASPA or it's going to stay the way it is. And like, I figured, all right, two thirds of a chance I'm going. Right. So then it gets repealed and it's just a dramatic change because all of a sudden there's all this attention, all this conversation. There's more States like coming online. And so I do think there's like just an increase in the amount of interest and activity, but in uh, conversation around sports betting. But look, at this point, we're still a tiny company. Like, we are growing fast, and we are excited about the progress, and it's super cool. Like, our CEO, Patrick Keene, um, who's amazing, like, he was, we were on a call yesterday, and he was talking about, like, He's been at, you know, he was at Google before it went public, right? Like he's seen sort of, uh, he, yeah. he's seen the growth of companies um, when they're in the nascent stages and knows what it's like when you start out at such a small base that like everything sort of grows exponentially from there. So we're in that stage, yeah. right? And also like we're in that stage 
and it's hyper intense because it's college football bowl season and NFL playoffs. Um, and so we're seeing more and more attention and like more and more people are coming to the table because they're interested in this. So I think PASPA is a part of it. And I think there's sort of an underserved audience too. Wow. That's good stuff. What do you think I, of that? I, I know from, <laughs> well, I think it's just the beginning. And, and just from my perspective, this past year has been like no other in the industry. Just, it's been a whirlwind since that decision. And, uh, I'm just seeing the landscape change in a lot of companies. And, uh, so I'm just curious as to, you know, how much it affected you. And you've so eloquently told me. I agree with you. Thank you. See, that's what I'm talking about. Kindness. 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 The year of kindness. Scooch complimented me. Last night, you know, <clears throat> I like rarely get to have dinner with my family because I travel so much. And, and um, last night, we happened to have dinner. We had dinner from 521 until 529 uh, p.m. So you can watch. <laughs> no, it, it was really because like what? I had a call at 530. My younger son like had, you know, he was playing squash. And so he was like had a squash event at six. And so uh, – we decided, my wife and I looked at each other, we're like, shit, we got to make dinner right now if we all want to have dinner together. And in those 10 minutes, like immediately, my kids are 15 and 12, and like, they're just laying into me. <laughs> like, and, and like, they're sort of sarcastic, like, smarter than anybody tone. And like, I laid in my bed, right? Like, I, I know where they get it. But I had said to them, like, dudes, it's the year of kindness. Like, let's let's be kind, right? And so I said, everyone say four nice things about mom. Like, she made dinner. Like, that was really nice of her. She was crazy. She's an architect. She's got, like, she, you know, she wants to work part-time, but she's so freaking busy. She's working full-time. And um, I'm like, she made dinner. Like, let's let's say some four nice things about mom. So my 12-year-old, who's incredibly sort of observant and thoughtful, says something really sweet about my wife that is more than just like, you know, she's hot or I appreciate her making dinner. Uh, and I'm like, wow, that is like a really keen observation. He goes, no. I go, what? He goes, don't say something stupid. I'm like, what? He goes, I, like, I don't even know if I believe you. The way you're saying it, I just can't trust that this is a kind comment. So I'm just not going to accept it. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? That like, I can't even <laughs> compliment my son when he's saying something nice about his mom and my wife. So I appreciate you complimenting me. Because <laughs> you don't get it anywhere else. Because I've created a house of horrors. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. The year of kindness. Your kindness, my friend. Listen, this is out on Wednesday, but last night was the college football playoff. Um, you know what's interesting? Uh, at some point, I'll let you talk. But I was on the radio a bunch before the college football playoff, and I said, everybody, if I'm betting this game, I'm betting Clemson on the money line because I don't think the spread matters. I think it's like Alabama's going to blow them out or if Clemson's going to win. If Clemson's going to cover, they're going to win. And then I never bet the game. Oh. And I regret that. <laughs> How would, how'd it go for you? You know what's frustrating for me? Yeah. And, well, not great. And, and here's why it's frustrating. Because since we put the line out, I said, let's, I told the, the entire staff, 
I said, let's favor Clemson in this one. Let's be the absolute lowest. Anyone that bets Clemson at our place is going to get at least a half a point, the worst of the number. So when everybody was at six, we were at five and a half. When everyone was at five and a half, we were at four and a half. Um, we started taking some professional money at minus four and a half. And, uh, and I just told the guys, I let them take it, take it. And we had such a bad NFL weekend that every parlay and every teaser was either, either going to Clemson or going to Alabama or going to the over. We had no chance of winning the game. We were just whatever we were going to win in straight bets was mitigated by all the parlays and teasers that were carried over from Saturday and Sunday's NFL games. So we were just kind of in a no wins. It was still the best scenario we could have second best. It would have if it stayed under it would have been the best because uh, everybody had the over in that game. Uh, we opened 60, went down to kind of 59 and took a bunch back late on the over. Uh, so that was a bad number. But uh, we just didn't do as well on the game as uh, as we should have taken such a position on Clemson. Crazy game. Really crazy game. Yeah. Loved it. So yeah. much fun. What was interesting to me, and I was tracking this sort of on our site as we as the game was going on, is, you know, we had posted a story um, about the 2019 national champion odds. So not the game that was happening, but for next season. That thing freaking skyrocketed. Like, people could not wait to start talking about next season already. That, to me, shows an oh, appetite, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Like, that is where people's heads are at. Right. Um, it was, a, like, such an exciting first quarter. And within between the pick six and the 70-yard bomb from Tua, like, that story was driving insane amounts of traffic. Are you surprised? Are you surprised at, yep. at sort of imagine. people looking no, ahead I'm, already I'm to want to see? I'm not surprised at all. When did you post the odds no, for, no, for next college, year? College football. Uh, yesterday. And we have the typical. We have Clemson, actually, the, the favorite. Alabama, the second favorite. And then uh, Georgia, Ohio State, you know, the, the usual suspects. Have you taken any um, big bets on anybody at, a, at longer odds? Little, a little bit on Notre Dame at 30 to 1. Um, but, I mean, nothing from any uh, professionals that are, you know, seeing an opportunity yet. Speaking of long odds, do you know what the uh, – <clears throat> it's the 19th anniversary, I believe, of the Music City Miracle. Wow. Already? <laughs> Seems like yesterday. Do you know where I was for the Music City Miracle? You were at the Stardust because I remember, I remember people betting on that game. I remember you being behind the counter. No, I, I no, remember that, no. that whole day. That's, You're, what... that's the no, Super no. Bowl. That was the Super Bowl where I was in Joe Lupo's office oh, okay. at the Stardust. And we were watching the Super Bowl together, and you guys were freaking out because of the liability. I was at a diner. <laughs> I was at a diner with Alan Boston in some strip mall in Vegas. He had $100,000 on the Titans in that game. We were eating oatmeal at this diner, and he would always get mad at me because he felt like I scraped my spoon with my teeth when I ate. I, you can imagine that Ooh. that's something Alan would get irritated with 
And um, <laughs> and uh, he looked at it, you know, this is back in 2000, he looked at his pager and saw that, like, he had lost this bet. And um, he, like, just tossed his pager onto the table, like, well, that sucks. And then we got into his gold Corvette, and a buddy of his called and said, can you believe that finish? And he said, what happened? And he was told, and he looked at me, he goes, just won $100,000. And then we peeled out of that parking lot. Like back, nothing, right? Back to his house to go uh, spend it all on college basketball. No way. Yeah. I don't remember you telling me that before. I've never told you that story? No. No. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> You're getting my best today, Scooch. Yeah. Can we talk about... Best of Chad. We got a lot to talk about. We have so much to talk about. Yeah, okay. We, we do have to get to the games. I got to talk about the Bears. Can I tell you what I did? <laughs> tell me. I bet the Chargers on the money line, that was a win. I bet Phillip Rivers uh, under 253 yards, that was a win. I bet Lamar Jackson under 15 and a half completions. Boy, that one came close, but that was a win. Uh, in the Bears game, I hadn't bet a side because I wanted the Bears at four and a half. I never got them. And so then the game's 3-3, and I see the Bears lie betting at minus three and a half. And so I unload. Unload. <laughs> oh, wow. Throw all discipline out the window on the Bears at minus three and a half. So then they're up 15-10. They fall behind. I'm like, okay, I'm going to lose the bet, but... Give me a chance to win the game. We know what happened. Oh, yeah. What a finish. Because I had the Bears in one of my Super Bowl pools, of which I would win, you know, a few thousand dollars. And uh, a buddy of mine texted me this morning. He's like, hey, tough beat last weekend. Can you send me the check? Because the Bears are out of <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really bad for you, but hey, by the way, I need that money. Yeah, I feel really bad. Didn't go well for you guys either this weekend. No, no. We were done. The, you know, the, that Colts game was just, that, that just put such a damper on the on the weekend for us. And, and we thought we were kind of favored the Colts a little bit. I know at one point, you, I don't know if you still did, but you had liked Houston pretty good. And, I did. I uh, bet them at minus one and a half. Yeah. So that game was terrible. That yeah. that right out of the gate. Sure was. But that Cowboys. Oh my God! The Cowboys game was just a disaster. Uh, Janikowski. Who 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 would have figured that Janikowski going out of the game would have affected the line as much as it did? Amazing, right? That uh, yeah. I mean that game is the difference of them making the two point conversion or missing the the two point conversion was the difference of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And uh, and that's just the way it goes. I mean, you know, we we were at two and a half, we were at two, we were at one and a half, and, and the game falls too. I had the Cowboys minus one and a half. Beautiful, brilliant. <laughs> it's the mindset of the better, right? Um, I had to be in the city all day on Saturday visiting my in-laws in Staten Island, New York. So I didn't even get home back to Connecticut until halftime of the Cowboys game turn it on and towards the end of the game people start talking about 
like looking ahead to the two-point conversion that the Seahawks are inevitably going to have to do if they score a touchdown as being like the difference maker. And because I knew I had the Cowboys one and a half, I wasn't even thinking about like anybody who could have had two or two and a half. Um, and I'm right. like, oh, my God, that's going to suck. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, it's, I do feel like with kickers this year, like those those sort of backdoor cover scenarios, teams are down by 10, they're making a comeback, it's really not going to turn out, but it has everything to do with the spread. Like those two-point conversion attempts and the kicking has had a huge impact. Like I don't know if it's a tangible impact that is quantifiable, but I certainly believe it is a psychological impact where people are just like freaking out at the end of games. Even during the at the end of the game, for sure. But during the game, you could almost sense it sometimes when a team scores a touchdown that looks like it's going to tie it up, and they miss an extra point, and it's seven to six instead of seven seven. You can just kind of feel that it's going to have some sort of an impact at some point in the game with regards to the point spread, and uh, and it does seem like there's uh, there's been a lot more intrigue as a result of. The kickers make, missing field goals or extra points this year. Yeah, the, I know the NFL didn't do this because of betting, but it sure feels like the changes in the kicking game have an mm-hmm. injury list type impact on people's interest in uh, in gambling and the NFL. They have, and and they're skewing the numbers. You know, you you go back, you know, ten years and you look at all of the. Um, the, the games that were decided by three points and they were somewhere in the neighborhood of like 14 and a half percent of all NFL games were um, decided by three points and the the dead numbers of two and five there was virtually no games that were decided by five points or two points so you could kind of skip some of those dead numbers in moving lines a lot of that's starting to shift as a result of the you know moving back of the uh, kicking of the extra point so the adjustments are going to have to be made and you're going to start seeing in, in the coming years, the, those kind of shifting of, you know, the dead numbers aren't dead anymore. So, so there's going to have some relevance in terms of line making. Better start getting better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. 2019. Take hold of your destiny. Destiny. Live mm-hmm. up to your potential. <laughs> okay. Do it. Scooch. Be right. the best bookmaker you can be. Trying. Trying, buddy. You didn't sound convinced. <laughs> we got some games to talk about. I'm there. So there. So, so there. Great games all the way around. The Chiefs, five and a half point favorites. That line opened at five. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Yeah. Speaking of dead numbers, you know, we opened it on one. Uh, we actually opened this like in the beginning of the third quarter of the Colts-Texans game because they had that game well in hand. And all of the early money uh, was on the Colts. And some of it is, you mentioned psychological betting, some of it is just you're watching how dominant the Colts are in a particular game. So immediately when you see the next line come up, uh, the instinct is, oh, they're getting five points against the Chiefs, and it's an immediate bet. And then cooler minds prevail as, like, the next day, and now you're starting to look at it and say, oh, you know what, the Chiefs are pretty good. 
<laughs> so uh, so the the betting on the Colts kind of cooled down after Sunday and into Monday we started getting uh some Chiefs money and now we're dead even on the game at five and a half. So well, we opened five, went to five and a half, um but uh it's been dead even since both in ticket count and and in money. Uh the people that are betting the Colts, the recreational betters are betting them on the money line. And and this is another trend I think I mentioned before, in, in all the big games now, national championship games, Super Bowl, when you get the good teams playing each other, the uh, instead of taking the points at four, four and a half, five, uh, the, the trend is to just bet, bet them on the money line. You're getting better value. And we're starting to see less and less games being decided by the point spread. In other words, if the favorite wins, they've been usually covering and if the underdog wins, they win the game outright. There's very few win and no covers um, by by the favorites. So uh, the public's recognizing that. And we're getting tremendous action on all the underdogs on the money lines. And some of these favorites, you know, we're, they're laying the points. So from a bookmaking perspective, we would love to see a lot of win and no covers this weekend. What should I do? That's all great. I'm really excited for you and your win and no covers. What yeah. should I do? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me take that back. I'm only hoping for the best. I hope you get win and no covers. Do you think you could tell me what I might like to do uh, as a better? See, kindness. <laughs> I, I just felt like that was, I'm really, I feel really bad for you about the Bears. Can you send me the check? <laughs> But yeah, I get what you mean, and and I, <laughs> I think what you should do is take the hotter team. Who's the hotter team right now? I think, I I mean, since you look at December first, I think that's right around the time that uh, uh, Kareem Hunt went went out, and and the Chiefs have really struggled against the point spread and losing, I think, two games straight up. And wh- which team is hotter right now and getting points? I I think if, from a value perspective. I think you go with the Colts. I agree with you. And I I like seeing this number go up. I'm actually just wondering, do I wait on it? Do we think that it'll get to six? I think some places open six. So can it go back to six? Uh, You you might be able to find a six out there. Uh, Being that the early money was on the Colts, and then we started seeing some Chiefs money coming back. Um, I think when the public starts to filter in town and uh, they'll start laying the favorite a little bit. I think the sharp guys are going to be on the Colts, though. I don't see, I don't see them laying this five, five and a half. What do you think of the total in this game? <laughs> I think you you just bet one way, a bet bet over on these games, <laughs> especially <laughs> after all the un. After all the unders last week, I said now everything's going to go the opposite way. We, I mean, we're we're already probably 10 times as many bets on the over we're at 57 and we have 10 times as many bets on the over absolutely nobody's betting the under on this one really yeah matter of fact i'm gonna go to 57 and a half right now Ooh. <laughs> ah. oh my god that was such a surprise i didn't see that coming <laughs> oh my god oh i can't believe it uh, wow. This next game, Dallas is a seven-point dog against the Chargers. Um, bets against are coming in on – I mean, against the, the Rams. <laughs> the bets are coming in on 
uh, Dallas, but the money's coming in on the Rams. Yeah. You know, the and the general – so the Sharp guys, they seem to be on the Rams. We're not getting some of the big bets yet, but uh, from some of the professional handicappers that uh, that we know from, you know, uh, around town – They've been coming in in small amounts on, on at minus seven, so I think they feel like the right number in this game should be somewhere in the neighbor of, neighborhood of eight, eight and a half. Um, this game has got the general public kind of stumped because they, like I said last week, they've been loving loving the Cowboys the last month, and but they've loved the Rams all year, so they 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 kind of don't know which way to go on this one. I think their heart tells them that taking Dallas right now and their defense is looking good and they've they've pulled out some really nice wins and they're getting seven points. I think their heart tells them they'd love to bet the Cowboys and then they're like, you know, but the Rams are really good and they're remembering this Rams team from early in the year. So it's got them kind of stumped. I'm looking at the ticket count in this one and we have less bets on this game than any of the four on the board right now, which is really odd. You would think that these two teams would draw the most action. And I think some of it is just because they, like I said, it's got them. They don't know which way to go yet in this one. Well, let's um, <clears throat> subscribe to the theory you had for the Colts and the Chiefs down the stretch. Like the Rams were not a team that covered at all. They were a team right. that won but struggled to win. In some cases, they flat out lost. Jared Goff did not look as good the second half of the season as he did the first half of the season. And the Cowboys are smoking. Their defense is sick right now. Their defensive backs are playing so tight. They are freaking stick them on receivers. Their their linebackers can just cover the field. Lightning speed. So why wouldn't I take, like, the Cowboys with a big number? I've seen nothing that tells me they can't keep up with this team. I agree, and this is the time of year when the defenses really shine. And what I mean by that is you see these high-powered offenses, and they look unstoppable. But when you get into playoff time, it's and, and the old cliche of the defense wins championships, this is when, when it happens. And seven points is a lot of points in, in a divisional playoff. And... Uh, I'm starting to think that when I mention some of these professional handicappers that aren't betting real big, it's almost as if they're trying to get us off the number to go to seven and a half, knowing it's a key number, and then coming in heavy on the Cowboys on game day. I mean, this might be the old, you know, uh, zigzag on the move, <laughs> switcheroo on us. <laughs> so I, we, we're going to be careful not to move it off of seven. We'll We'll just move the money. Uh, but I'm starting to see some money line bets on the Cowboys too, uh, from not just the public, like I said, but uh, some 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 sharp guys. It's, it's odd they're betting they're betting the the money line on the Cowboys and the points on the Rams. So uh, <laughs> that's uh, not even like to... a middle they can solve. No, no. So, I, it, so it, they might just different different betting groups are positioning themselves. So we were really high on the money line only because we we're trying to offset some teasers, knowing that seven points is a key 
teaser line to tease down to pick them. So maybe they're just grabbing, you know, a plus 270 with us, knowing that there's some plus 260s out there. You know who's really good at middling? Who? Chad Middle? <laughs> middle Monster? What is your name? The Middle Monster. <laughs> okay. You could also call me Millie Monster, but Middle Monster is sort of the English translation. The gotcha. old English translation. Gotcha. What kind of action are you getting in the total in this game? 49? What's that? What kind of action are you getting in the total here? 49 and a half? 49? Um, 49 and a half is what we're using now. Um, pretty good two-way on the total. Not as off, not as skewed as the uh, Colts-Chiefs game where it's just all lopsided on, on the over. But uh, this game, I think maybe um, the Cowboys defense, like you mentioned, uh, makes them pause a little bit about betting this game over. It's a tough one. Yeah. It's a tough one. I don't have a strong opinion on the total right now. Um, L.A. Chargers visiting New England. I'm in love with this team, Scooch. I love Phillip Rivers. I love this defense. They were playing three defensive backs at linebacker this week. It was genius. I loved watching this game. Like It was such a championship fight in that first half. Um, So much fun. Just a ball. Like, even though the, like, there wasn't any scoring and like, to me, the way they were hitting each other was outstanding. Outstanding. Four points, like the money's coming in on the Chargers. Like that game opened to four and a half. I know a lot of guys who have already bet the Chargers in the under. Could be three to five inches of snow in Foxborough this weekend. Tie it all together for me. What are the wise guys doing? What does the snow do to the total? What will the snow do to the people's ideas of what they want to bet? Yeah, they pounded the under in this one. Um, so start starting with that one. Um, we're down to 45 and a half. We opened to 47 and a half. Uh, and we just got to keep an eye on, like you said, the weather there. Because, you know, if it clears up and they're, it's not as bad as they, they expect it, then the number pops right back up and we get, we get meddled. Uh, but the game itself, this, this is the most fascinating to me on uh, game on the board as, as soon as we hung this we th- you know we as, as much money as we got on the chargers against the ravens we knew that the public would kind of be in love with the chargers um so we kind of lowered what our initial line would have been with the patriots chargers and we lowered it uh, and opened what we thought was a low number at five uh and the the money just came pouring in on the chargers both and this is the part that surprised me. I knew that the sharp guys would probably see value in the Chargers, but the public—I thought the really—I thought the public would just favor the Patriots in this one. Knowing as much as they've loved the Chargers, the Chargers still kind of fell under the radar a lot of the year. Um, meaning that as good as they are, as good as their record is, they didn't really start drawing that big money that we used to see week in and week out with the, the Steelers and the Patriots and you know, the Rams and the Saints, all those teams that would just draw a tremendous amount of action. We never really got that with the Chargers until uh, really last week with the with the Ravens. So I thought that uh, this would be a little bit more uh, skewed towards the Patriots, and it's not. Both public and sharp guys are both on the Chargers. Um, so th- this is going to be <laughs> – we haven't needed the Patriots this big since the Super Bowl last year, and that didn't work out too well. 
this feels like a money line spot for the Chargers. And we're heavy on the money line there, too. I'm going to move this down, as a matter of fact. We're at plus, plus 175. I think we should go to plus 170. <laughs> Love it. Just seeing if the guys are paying attention. Nailed it. Um, you're getting hit from all sides on this then. Everyone wants yeah. the Chargers. God, Huge everyone Patriot wants fans. the Chargers, and it just feels like when everyone wants the Chargers, and I've got Tom Brady with a week off at home playing in the snow, boy, oh boy, oh boy, does it feel like I'm going to want to bet the Patriots. I'm just waiting for this number to go lower. Yeah, if it goes to three and a half, I think you, I think you have to play the Patriots. I think so too. Yeah. Also, why do you think people are pounding the under? It's moved to point and a half. <clears throat> well, I mean, weather. It's not public money. It's it's mostly sharp guys. Weather what? Weather or not? <laughs> the weather. Badum bum. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Do I amuse you? Would I make you laugh? I'm a clown for for your amusement. Do you think I'm funny? Yep. Okay, Philadelphia is visiting New Orleans. New Orleans is an eight-point favorite. This game opened at 10. A lot of people come in on the Eagles. You know what I think? What do you think? The Nick Foles story is done. Finished. (laughs) I didn't know that you were going to go there. I thought you were going the other way around. Completed. I think this is the weekend. Drew Brees and the Saints undress the Eagles. I think this is the weekend where you see what would have happened in the NFC title game last year where the Saints would have gone to the Super Bowl. And I am not saying this because the Saints are the only team I have left alive of the nearly dozen teams I chose to win the Super Bowl. Hmm. I can't say I agree with you. Hmm. I I just feel like the now the, the Saints obviously have the, the the better defense, but the Eagles' defense has been playing really, really well. No, no, yeah, no, Scooch. Yes. Here's what the Bears exposed: the Bears did two things, did four things wrong in this game. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Number one, uh, look, not calling the timeout on the goal line cost them some time. They could have gotten some plays. They could have gotten closer in the field goal. Then the missed field goal, obviously blocked, shanked, whatever. The uh, personal foul on Adams on the Eagles touchdown drive that gave them a 10-6 lead. Um, to me, the biggest thing, the Bears ignored Tariq Cohn. He's your best playmaker. This is an Eagles team that could not keep up with him. Their defensive backs would not be able to keep up with him. The first time he touched the ball, he gained 20 yards. He was targeted three more times the rest of the game. Then at the end of the game, he returns the kickoff that that practically puts them in field position in field goal position, right? Yeah. Um, the rest of the game, he was freaking ignored. He'd line up in the backfield like there was a third and four, and they brought in Benny Cunningham and gave Benny Cunningham the ball. Like, why was Tariq Cohn not Mitch Trubisky's first option on half a dozen more plays? I think in space. This Eagles team has a really hard time from a defensive backfield point of view. Also, I think these defensive backs will not be able to cover 
the Eagles receivers. I mean, the Saints receivers. The, Saints the Bears receivers are not very good, and they were getting open. And it wasn't until the second half when this is the fifth thing. Like, Matt Nagy did not give Mitch Trubisky the ball. And this was my issue with the Bears all year. Like, Mitch Trubisky was playing great. And there were too many times this year where Matt Nagy took the ball out of his hands where they could have gotten a little bit better field position in a couple games they lost. And it hurt the Bears. And in this year, this game, the second half, he was clearly showing he could throw over the top of this defense. And it was too late. And so you give me Drew Brees throwing over the top to these receivers against these defensive backs. And I'm telling you right now, blowout city. <laughs> well, I love the way you've broken down the game. Uh, I still think the, the sharp guys are betting this game under, which means it's not going to be as high scoring or it's not, it doesn't figure to be as high scoring as uh, the general public may think. And I think with two good defenses going at each other, I think eight points is, is a lot of points. Um, you know, the, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but I think the value here is still on the Eagles. My analysis was significantly better than yours. Yours was, uh, yours yeah. was could do this, could do that. <laughs> Mine was tactical and strategic. And it took into account like everything that happened in the game and then spun it forward to project into the next round. What did you do? I did nothing. Nothing. I'm just giving you the winner. So you think it's going to go under, too. The lines move from 51.5 to 50.5. I do. I do. This is going to be our chase game, brother. This is going to be the game where after I've won all day Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to unload on the Saints at what will end up being like a touchdown, and it might come back to haunt me. What do you think of that? Well, I, I know we're going to need the Eagles, so maybe a lot of mine is just wishful thinking. Uh, the, that would be our, our worst-case scenarios to have uh, have everything coming down to the Saints game and have the Saints in a blowout. Uh, that, would, that would just cap off a bad weekend for us. Let's play some scooch roulette. All right. Why don't you go first? I feel like you won last week. <laughs> okay. I I had Houston. He had you had. Oh, we both lost. I had Houston. You had Seattle. I don't remember what number I got. Did I get a good number? Uh, I don't even think we know, but I think you got it at like, <laughs> I think you got it. At, well, at the time. You just want to give me a loss anyway. <laughs> we recorded it. I think we recorded it on like a Tuesday, and I think the number then was like, one or one and a half because I ended up betting uh, the Cowboys at one and a half. <laughs> it is what it is, brother. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. You got to get the best of the number. Okay. You definitely didn't get I, it at two and a half. No. I, no, I know I didn't get two and a half. So there you go. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I like the Cowboys. I think seven points is a lot against the Rams. I think the Cowboys' defense are stepping up. They're going to shut the Rams' uh, offense down. Well, shoot. I wanted to take that. Seriously? Yeah. I thought you were going to take the Saints. You just made such a brilliant case for them. I thought about it. You know what I'm going to do? What? Chargers. I don't want to do it because I don't want them to win. 
Should I do the Patriots? You don't want who to win? I don't want the Patriots to win. Oh, okay. But four is a really tempting number. But you said earlier if it goes to three and a half, you'd, you'd bet the Patriots. So four, you like the Patriots at minus four? Is that It's tempting? Is that what you're saying? I guess that's what I'm going to do. Okay. But I don't want to root for the Patriots. I gotcha. But I got to make the I got to make it an emotional decision. So I'm going with the Patriots at minus four. All righty. We did it, Scooch. Listen, people need to know they can sign up to attend our favorite podcast live at Foley's in Manhattan on January 28th at 6 p.m. That is 33rd and 5th in Manhattan, 6 p.m. January 28th. Space is running out. It's Action Network dot com slash favorites action network.com slash favorites go rsvp there's already literally like many more than 100 people who have signed up for this thing and, and space is limited seriously thank you for listening to the favorites we'll be back on friday with blackjack fletcher you can download the podcast at apple podcast radio.com slash the favorites and anywhere else you'd like to get your podcasts scooch thanks for joining see you next week thanks chad see you